0: I don't know why the Magic are so bad. Honestly, they seem to have some talent. That's exactly
1: what I was about to say. I was like, like I was like, man, I know most of these names, and then it's, <laughs> and then it's like they're the worst team in the league.
0: I don't understand. Especially, I, you know, I have a theory that um, Mobamba only shows out against us because I don't know if you guys remember pre-draft, but people were comparing him to Embiid pre-draft. And Embiid basically said like he's nowhere in my league, and I think he, I think Mo Bamba like circles the Sixers on his calendar every time because of that.
1: Well, I love a player who can get up for one game but decides not to for the rest of them. Yeah, exactly right.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I've been, I watched so many of those greatest peaks today, Jack, because they had me <laughs> doing a certain job where. Uh, it's just easy to put up your phone while you're.
1: Oh, really? Doing the shit. Wow, that's yes yeah, so I, I was like, I was like, I just, how?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it that's made cool. the day go by quite, uh, quite yeah, fast. But I've, i watched they're great KG, um, Duncan Robinson. Um, What's a great KD, Steph Stephen Curry? uh Shacks Thinking
1: Basketball <laughs> has a series that he did probably about a year ago, maybe year and a half ago. He just went through the greatest peaks. Meaning like... Of the greatest players. The greatest players at their peak and what those years were like for them. So it's,
0: Duncan Robinson?
1: No, he... Pat mixed up uh, Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan and... Um, the, who's the admiral? What's oh, uh,
0: uh, Frank? Ro- no not no, David Robinson. David Robinson. David Ro-
1: yeah. Okay. Pat just mixed them together. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, I knew what you meant, and they were on this team at the yeah, same you time. Did. You didn't correct so me. You should have corrected me. I it's honestly
0: that was the biggest or the one of the best like rebuilds or I guess reloads of all time. I feel like oh, getting immediately forget- won a
1: championship. <laughs>
0: Ridiculous. Hate.
1: Although you could make a greatest peaks about Duncan Robinson, and it's just the bubble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> same for hero. Same for hero. Although hero was uh, <laughs> just making be a
1: parody. That would greatest be peaks. I mean, that would be funny as yeah. hell, Who's
0: dude. What best? is he at? He's at forty at now, base. right?
1: What? What do
2: you think? Jojo?
0: Yeah,
2: he's getting there. No, but my favorite. Peak so far that I've seen is probably <laughs> LeBron, and the Magic one is really good too. Magic Dude, LeBron isn't, LeBron isn't peaked yet.
0: LeBron isn't peaked yet.
1: True. Feel different.
0: Franz. Whoa, cheap shot in on Embiid there.
1: Yeah, the KG one's good because, like, I feel like KG's gonna be a forgotten guy in basketball history in terms of like he, you know, he has his ring with Boston, but. I, you know, he spent so many days toiling away with the Timberwolves. You know, when people Google it and they're going to look at, like, the list of MVPs, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, like, Kevin Garnett got one, but it's just going to... I feel like he might be slowly, slowly forgotten as as a few good players, great players always always are over time for one reason or the other. That was a
2: big point of the Thinking Basketball vid was his supporting cast was... <laughs> pretty abysmal.
1: Horrendous, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that Dame Lillard is as nearly as good as Kevin Garnett was in his prime, but like, I feel like it's a similar situation. It's like, dude, you just That's gotta interesting like...
0: interesting that you say that it's not a conversation.
1: I... Yeah, I mean, I don't think so, but well, nonetheless... You seem pretty
0: oh. anti-blazers, if I have to say. I mean...
1: What's what's there to be pro about
2: <laughs> Oh no The Blazer fans are shaking um, their boots right now. They wanna No, tear my point my that. point
1: is is I think the fact that I'm even saying Dame's name in the same sentence as Kevin Garnett is it's positive. But my point is is like I feel like they're at similar points. Like KG was in oh, Minnesota, yeah, yeah, where yeah. like he just need he needed to like ask out. He needed to be like, look, yeah. I put my heart and soul into this. Like I need to, like I need to go now. And sort of like that,
0: Kevin Love too.
1: True, true. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, not Kevin. not wrong. Honestly, I was kind of being a shithead, but yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Minnesota was so poorly run for so long. Maybe they still are, but they're five hundred. Uh, Anthony Edwards. They're a playing team right now.
2: Alright, and with that, welcome to the 28th episode of No Country for Big Men. Ah, it's good to be back, it's good to be back with my fellow co-host Ryan, a.k.a. Jojo Rabbit, and by Jack, a.k.a. Wordle Wizard, And he gets his nickname because he's the only person that I've seen get the Wordle in one try. And he definitely did not cheat. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right, Jacko? Mm -hmm. The Wordle Wizard. The
1: WW. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just lucky.
0: You guys totally weren't together. You totally weren't in the same room doing a Wordle together.
1: We
2: were not. But right, we... We're together. We had ourselves a no country for big men reunion without you, Jack. All three of us can't be in the same place at the same time. It's never going to happen unless Philly wins. That's true. The championship, unless Philly wins the ship. But Ryan, you deserve the name Jojo Rabbit because during our reunion together, during our time together, we played some basketball and your jumper, you're like a little rabbit jumping up and down.
0: I shoot scared like a rabbit too.
2: Yeah, Yeah. your legs definitely gave out at the end, and if you're a rabbit, you would have not survived the wild. That is for sure. Well, since we last talked, it was right before the return of Clay And and the Warriors. They've been in a little bit of a slump recently. Isn't that right, Jacko? But Clay's return is a sight for sore eyes, and we're happy that he's back. And Jack, I want to get your thoughts on his reappearance. Thoughts? Get give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. A thought. Not to be honest, emotional at all. Nothing emotional.
1: To be honest, I actually kind of forgot how big he was. Uh that was kind of actually one of my In first In terms of impact or height? Like literal physical size. Like he's always been big for a guard. You know, prob- certainly Probably more a modern forward size.
2: How do you like his new look right now? Because I'm digging it. It's like a retro ball. Or it's like a semi-pro look, Oh, like you know? the
1: headband and like the little... The
2: headband, yeah. It looks like Will Ferrell from semi-pro.
1: Yeah, good. I think he looks better with his hair grown out a little bit. He kind of looks... Like if you look at old photos of him with his hair really short, it's kind of funny. It's very, I don't know, very like square. I, I think he's good with, the, with like a little beard you know, definition, outline his face. And then, and then a little depth on the head. It, it, it gives yep. him, it gives him some nice, <laughs> nice dimensions. I would say. Yeah. I honestly, like part of my initial reaction was just like, Oh my God, I forgot how like big he is for shooting guard. Clearly rusty, but most of his misses seem to be short. So it seems like he's get, he needs to get his sea legs under him a little bit, which as I've said multiple times, might not actually really be this season. Whoa. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, guys usually take time to heal from both of those injuries separately. And then he had both of them. Uh, so, so we'll see. I mean, they'll slowly ramp up his minutes, I think, throughout the season until he'll hit full minutes, probably by the time the playoff playoffs come around. Um A little rusty, probably in those early games when he was back, probably chucking a little bit too much. He was typically pretty, you know, he's not known for dribbling. I mean, he has that stat where where, I forget, I think when he scored like 37 in the quarter, you know, he had like 11 dribbles or something like, like something stupid. I mean, he's been kind of, (laughs) you know, I don't know how many dribbles he has, but he's been definitely searching on his own for a few shots which you know he might have to do with this team but nonetheless you know 37 percent from the field pretty much identical 36 percent from from three so I mean you know he's a little rusty has to find himself again it was absolutely great to see him cross over Jared Allen and dunk on a bunch of players um which was again, just rolls right into my point that, you know, he's doing some things that he doesn't usually do, which is, you know, dribble and dunk uh, even before the injury. So at least physically, it seems like he's not holding anything back. I mean, he's been crashing around, running around, and that's good. That's good to see. But nonetheless, it has come at a little bit of a down point. I mean, they've had a few... Injuries, obviously, Steph's been slumping for like a month and a half now um, for his standards. And which, you know, I expect that to at least be better. Uh, I think some of it is just some of it's random. Some of it might be a little bit of the dog days of the season. But nonetheless, I think I think they'll turn it. I think Steph will be a little bit better. And I think a large reason why they're slumping is, you know, coincided with him but draymond's now out for at least two weeks so we'll see we'll see how they do
2: yes we will but first we should revisit little bet we made last episode a BVB a oh, bookie yeah, versus I totally bookie
1: forgot about that
2: yeah and the stakes were quite high weren't they a tweet from the <laughs> other person's account
1: <laughs> now that I won I'll agree to that but that's
2: fine. You can no. tweet something on my account. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. No, no, no. No, then, I don't know. Then that means the Simmons bet is, is there's no real stakes or, you know.
0: What do you mean? Uh, well, you could also tweet from my account if that if you hit.
2: No, I'm just saying, like, this is a big bet. The Simmons bet is a huge bet. Yes, and it is. this clay bet That's was. That's true, was yeah. A, it
0: was a small one. I'll just Venmo. I'll Venmo jack, like, $6.9 or something like that. I don't know. He won that. You're not even explaining the bet. The bet was that whether or not Clay would hit his first three that he took and he missed it. And, you know, no, I think it was it's his
2: a little first, bit. First three of three threes attempts,
0: I believe. What? Just his first attempt. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Never meant. But, you know, I thought it was weird, anyways, that Jack would. Bet I thought against... he had to hit
1: one of three. No, he just had – it was whether what he made it. What a stupid
0: bet that would One be. One of three. <laughs> what a stupid bet that would be. Why would I – stop. We just – The bet was whether hey. he'd make or miss
1: his first shot – or his first I I edit
0: this bullshit, and
2: I know what we said, okay? I
1: promise God. you. I. You
0: couldn't even – I'll tell you what I remember about this. You tried to set it up with your wacky zany podcast like intro bit whatever it was. Remember the stakes of the bet? So it's no wonder you can't remember them now. We had to remind you then, we're reminding you now. <laughs>
1: Anyways, I won. I'm not. I'm not a bookie. I'm not a bookie. You're just a reliable third-party witness to this bet. Clearly, uh, I'm I not won even because even reliable. missed his first three, which was my, which was my, my side of it.
0: I'm so glad that you were rooting for your own teammate to miss. But you know, I I agree with Jack's kind of analysis about it all. The dribbling is not much of Clay's game or, or used to be. Maybe it'll be part of his game and how he fits in with his new role with this team. But clearly looking for a shot, looking to get back at it. And, you know, you mentioned the unique combination of an ACL injury followed immediately by an Achilles injury in during the rehab. But that combination aside, if Kevin Durant wasn't enough to convince you that we have sort of at least figured out how to come back from Achilles injuries. You should look at the likes of Cam Akers on the Rams, who's also made a miraculous recovery. He tore his Achilles yeah, yeah. prior to the season back for the playoffs and looks like himself. Again, Huge Clay Huge fantasy looks, asset. Clay, yes. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you're right. Um, But, you know, Clay <laughs> looks just as athletic as before, maybe a little bit slow, maybe knocking off some of that rust, but... In terms of his ability to jump and everything, I don't, I don't see a difference. Um, And shout out to orthopedic surgeries because of that.
1: Yeah, and like part of what was, he was never an absolute lockdown perimeter defender by any means, but he was very solid, and he's been able to stay with guys so far. Um, He hasn't been, he hasn't really been too slow when it comes to any kind of lateral movement it seems or any anything like that he's his defensive weakness so sometimes he can get a little spacey you know when he's off the ball which is something that this Warriors team has been really good at avoiding and have been really on the same page all year so you know I haven't really watched that closely to to watch him you know when he's off the ball defensively I haven't made that specifically a point to watch but I think the positive is that he's, he's not somebody who's all of a sudden getting totally shaken by the top perimeter defenders, and they're still going to ask Wiggins to guard guard their better perimeter uh, offensive guys of the opponent. Like Clay just probably not going to have that role this year if Gary Payton is in the game when he rotates in, that's going to be his role. So maybe maybe because Clay is a little spacey off the ball, they might actually want to see him a little bit more on the ball um but, but we'll see I, I i don't like it's overall an absolute positive i think for their defense again his size that i referenced at the start is is part of why he was a good defender is cuz he was he was very large very long but you know if he did get beat by some quicker guys he had that a little bit of size and length to to adjust for that and and still disrupt them so it's been a rough patch but they've got a few games at home here hopefully They will turn a few around. But Draymond's got a lower back injury, so hopefully that does not linger for any period of time.
0: I'm glad you brought Uh, up Draymond. uh, uh, I'm glad you brought up Draymond.
1: (laughs) What, what, (laughs) Pat? What are
0: you saying?
2: Joel and Beat Alert. Joel and Beat Alert. (laughs) 50 burger. 50 burger for Jojo Rabbit himself. In the most Joel fashion at the free throw line, baby. Let's go. Were you gonna say something on Draymond, Ryan? I well, was gonna
0: say something oh. on Draymond. I was waiting to talk about Embiid's fifty point performance, but uh but no, that's okay. We can give a special shout out right in the middle of when I'm talking. <laughs> it
2: was a it was a Joel Embiid alert. Disrespect.
0: That's fair. Honestly, no, no, it's fine. You can stop. Let's talk, some Draymond. For Let's talk JoJo, some Draymond, baby. For a JoJo alert. No, I'm glad that Jack brought up the Draymond absence because, to be honest, that seems to have coincided with a lot of the Warriors' struggles as a team. And we've also mentioned Steph's performance has been shaky for his standards the past month and a half. But for a lot of that stretch, the Warriors were able to overcome that with good shooting from guys like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. But if you think about the impact that Draymond's absence has had on this team and this offense compared to when Steph is struggling, it makes you wonder, and I want what? to talk more about the MVP what? conversation later, but it makes you kind of wonder who the real MVP of this team is. Is it Steph? Or is it Draymond? <laughs> Does the Warriors system run through Draymond? Do all of these wings that get theirs all of a sudden, having career years again, like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, are they able to do that? Not because of what Steph opens up for the offense, but what Warriors assist leader Draymond Green opens up for the offense. How about that, Jacko?
1: I would say yes and no. Yes, Draymond is certainly the defensive engine and certainly the coordinator of the defense and main communicator and pretty much organizes the group and obviously his ability to bounce around and be at the right spot pretty much every time and also as the rim protector clearly the most important person but i mean on offense i watched draymond green play after steph broke his hand I watched a few of those games. <laughs> they don't look like
2: that. <laughs> oh. So you're just going to use the eye test for that one,
1: huh? Yeah, you're goddamn right I'm using the eye test for that <laughs> <laughs> A few better pieces, you know, Of yes. A few better pieces than, you know, Michael Mulder, Brad Wanamaker. Yes, but... I, I I appreciate I mean I I agree in Draymond's value to the Warriors is significantly higher than some I don't know. I don't even know who I'm talking about when I say some people. <laughs> but I mean maybe just general public.
0: Just call out the liberal media, that's what I usually do. Yeah, all right. All right. Oh uh,
2: that's a first call out by Jack. Book yeah. it.
1: Um I mean, I'm sick and tired of Anderson Cooper talking about how terrible and overrated Draymond is, and how he's riding the coattails of Steph. Sick of it, Anderson. Um. Anyways, I I appreciate your thought. I appreciate your take. I think I'm gonna repeat that sentence a few times today. But I wanna. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for your for your also future. MVP discussions also as Right as we said about Draymond I got a bleach report Notification that he won't require Surgery so I guess that's good I don't know I guess, yeah. he's, uh,
0: he's out for another two weeks if they Continue to stumble through That I might be eating my Draymond work. MVP
1: maybe yeah I mean We might we might be talking About Draymond Green VP <laughs> <laughs> I think speaking a of Boy, though. Yeah, I, yeah, he probably was because there's also probably some Gobert fatigue.
0: I'm sorry, I killed that great segue for you, Pat.
2: <laughs> it's alright. I've interrupted you a couple times already. Speaking <laughs> of, speaking dream of, of. dream <laughs> <of. Dreaming> MVP, <laughs> <laughs> dream <laughs> <of> MVP, dream <laughs> <laughs> <of> MVP. <laughs> That's so awful. How about JoJo Rabbit MVP, motherfuckers? Yeah, baby, yeah, go.
0: Let's fuck We eat. thought God was stupid for saying JoJo was the best player in the league. How about now, baby?
2: Let's fucking go. JoJo is playing out of his mind right now. Please get this man some help because he's putting this incomplete roster on his goddamn back. And he's he's carrying us to a top four seed in the East. God damn it. You're goddamn right. Book it right now. Bookie Leap Jr., Sixers, top four seed in the East.
1: All right. I'll make that bet. Really? That wow. they won't be. Wow. You don't think so? I don't think that they will be. Wow. Well,
2: if they trade Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Andre Drummond for Draymond, (laughs) Jordan Poole, (laughs) Andrew Wiggins.
1: Then they're going to have two MVPs and we're not going to know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit.
2: Oh, my God.
1: No, I think that they'll fall outside the top four.
2: All right, let's make the bet. Bookie right now. We don't know
1: what this is, what our stakes are, but I bet. Bookie versus Bookie. Does Ryan... Do you understand the stakes? Are you clear on what the stakes are as our third-party
0: bookie? 100% castration, yes. Okay, thank you.
2: All right, well, what what do you want the bet to be? What do you want the bet to be?
1: I don't know. We can discuss that later. You you called me out. You called me out. I don't think that the 76ers will finish as a top-four seed in the East. Mostly... For fun, but also because I think that the Bucks, the Nets, the Heat, and the Bulls are probably better than them, so I'll roll the dice with that. Also, I do not believe that Ben Simmons will be traded this season, so that's also part of it. That
2: means we'll have to wait another season <laughs> for our bet, Ryan, to be completed. This is a long-term bet.
0: Yeah, like you said, big stakes.
2: Terrell Morey holding out. Well, right here, right now, let's decide what we want to do for the bet. Oh, this okay. is this is a uh, somewhat of big stakes here. You know, a couple months down the line, a lot of build up to this bet, so I feel like it should have some weight, should have some value. I don't know if it should be a tweet.
1: No, no, I'm not allowing you into my social media. Oh,
2: <laughs> you think I'm reckless on Twitter?
1: No, go follow me at Patrick Leapart. Plug. I'm I keep on the DL. How about I I do my very best to sing that Philadelphia song. Clap your hands,
0: everybody. everybody! on
1: this podcast for Philadelphia. Then what do I have to do? If, if uh... I don't know, um, you have to sing that. E40 song about the Warriors.
0: Deal. All right. There we go. We have our bet set. I am a 100% clear on the stakes now. Thank you. If Pat loses, he has to <laughs> sing E40's Warriors song. Never heard of it before. Per- personally, I would prefer what's his name? The bass god. His fuck Kevin Durant. will
1: B. Yeah. Little B. Yeah. Uh, the, the curse. The curses.
0: Yes. But, but, yes, Pat will have to sing E-40's Warrior song. If Jack loses and the Sixers place top four in the East, you have to sing Here They Come,
1: 76ers, the Sixers fight song. You have to be serious about it. This I'm is an American Idol audition. 100%. And you are trying to get that golden ticket. Yeah, this is, Wait. I, I agree. I think
0: you're mixing that up with. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, no, they yep.
1: gave him little gold uh, little yellow pieces of paper. Oh, the
0: paper. Yeah, that's yep. right. There was I'm so going
1: to Hollywood. But
0: anyways, we have God sidetracked. I want to talk more and more about Jojo Rabbit.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Jojo Rabbit because I don't even want to think what this team would be like if it was Darius Garland and Jojo Rabbit. I mean, Jojo you is playing is playing at an MVP level. His dominance is pretty evident right now. I mean, I feel like no one else on the team besides Steph and a are stepping up. I mean, sure, you can say Tobias. He's the second-leading scorer on the team right now, but he's only averaging 18 points. Is that really what 35 mil should be getting you? No. JoJo's putting this shit on his back. Ryan, let me hear you sing it
0: clap your hands
2: I mean yeah you Everybody.
0: Can, yep. No I mean I love it too. We're seeing Vintage Embiid, he's hitting crap from the baseline, he's knocking down threes, he's being dominant in the paint. They go to him every single possession, which scares me a little bit because he has not always been the healthiest or able to keep his health throughout the duration of a season. We so need his, to go to him for every so possession. So high usage rate Scares me, but I love it at the same time. The more touches, the better, uh, for an off from an offensive standpoint. And I love that video that has been making the rounds on Twitter the last few days, where it's <laughs> overlaying Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant highlights over Joel's highlights, demonstrating the skill that we know him to have. His uh, smaller feet for big men. We we know all this. We've talked about it ad nauseum earlier in his career have his smaller feet allow him to be quicker off the dribble and the skill that he shows all around like I said baseline to the three point line I love it so much um, I'm sorry Pat for kind of laughing at you for calling him the best player in the league because right now he is certainly playing it and
2: apology not accepted
0: well that's okay because we might be in the season of MVP and I don't care about the field. I don't care about the field. This is Embiid's Embiid's award to lose. I mean, I talked about it last episode already a little bit, but my definition of MVP is not only putting up a phenomenal season in terms of the box score and everything else, but it's also contributing to your team's success. And right now, if you look at the players on the best teams, that have been contributing the most. I mentioned Steph, who we have said is in a slump. Kevin Durant, who is now going to be on the mend for four to six weeks. It's a significant chunk of the season. Also was out for COVID protocols. Unlikely he wins MVP. And then we got that guy in Denver, that motherfucking Jokic. Whoa. All right. And I'm sick of this guy. First off, he got off. Wait,
2: wait. Is this a shut the hell up?
0: No. Okay. He's not okay. he doesn't just really just want to make sure. Just wanna yeah, make sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. He no. doesn't really talk. He doesn't really <laughs> say much. So <laughs> stay that way. <laughs> Jokic though got by, first off, that Marcus Morris shove that he had. Marcus Morris still hasn't played people. Like he got Good. such bad whiplash Good. from that. Jesus. See, For there complete. we go. Exactly. (laughs) You see what Jokic gets. And yes, he's having another great season. Statistically, one of his best yet, which sounds ridiculous. But his team is barely treading water above 500. And I know (laughs) that this roster is not what it normally is. They're missing key pieces such as Jamal Murray. PJ Dozier was a nice um, asset off the bench. They just traded him because he's out for the season. I get Oof. that. But at the same time, how, what can you say about the Nuggets roster that you also can't make parallels with the Sixers roster? That's true. This is, I like is these Joel points. Doing? I like them. And what is Joel doing? He is putting the team on his back and carrying him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jokic is putting up triple doubles, sure, but the team's not winning. It The team, and I look through box scores, I look through plus minuses, I know single game plus minuses are not a good metric, but if you look over the course of several games, I think you could start painting a picture. You look at it, most games that the Nuggets win is because their bench played well. Most games they lose, the bench doesn't play well. What does that say to me? Is I mean, that Jokic's it... impact is not as significant for this team as it, as Embiid's is for the Sixers. It just flat isn't. The Sixers rise and fall with Embiid. We saw what happens when he goes out with COVID protocols. Jokic is not the MVP. Embiid is, and you know what? Jokic is the new Russell Westbrook, putting up triple doubles every night, and it means jack shit. It means nothing because your team sucks. <laughs>
2: And I mean, like, Jokic just is uh, just so selfish. I mean, as a player, it's just, <laughs> just horror. And look where his team's at. Like you said, Ryguy, right, it's treading water. It's treading water. Okay, it's, it's, it's
0: there room. It's the room. It's the room on the wood.
2: That's them. They're treading water. About to die. About to dip. Is that a
0: Titanic <laughs> reference? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yep. I mean, this team has Aaron Gordon, who's not the nicest player, but he's <laughs> something. <laughs> Will Barton is something, all right? Tobias Harris is something. Danny Green is something. I can say the same crap about the Nuggets that I can about the Sixers and vice versa. Right. Yet-
2: tell me this. Tell me this right now. Who would you rather have? Aaron Gordon, or Tobias Harris?
0: Oh, God. I can't answer that. I don't know what Aaron Gordon's contract
1: is, but honestly, probably Aaron
0: Gordon. Probably Aaron Probably
1: Aaron Gordon, but I also like him more when he's paired with Jokic. Yes, than Embiid, for sure. Whereas, I mean, probably... Let me look. Let me look at... I have never thought I'd be making this decision in my life so i come ill prepared
0: no country for big men special keeping us on our toes i was loving that i was
2: loving that energy right guy that was could yeah. feel it through the zoom
0: i'm fired up because yeah you are everybody every stat nerd is all about well Jokic is having his best season yet and for what and for what where's the eye test
2: huh where's the eye test
0: No one's talking about LeBron. LeBron's putting up huge numbers, but the Lakers are ass, and so no one cares. So why do we care about Jokic? He's a fucking potato, and I'm (laughs) sick of it.
2: Serbian potato.
1: Having peeked at the stats for both Aaron Gordon and Tobias Harris, I think I... Would probably prefer to have Aaron Gordon.
0: Hey let's go. that's strike one against Jokic. But, now let's go down the line. Let's go down the line. Would you rather have Will Barton or Danny Green?
2: Oh, I mean you know how I feel.
1: <laughs> you disrespected Michael Porter.
0: Michael Porter Yeah, you now. didn't even mention him. My, no, but isn't he's, he injured? He's injured. Yeah. Two
1: yeah. of Denver's best three players are entered.
0: Yeah, well, we only have one good player missing. The other one has just never been there in Tobias. So
1: Yeah. The, yeah. the Sixers only have one good player. No.
2: <laughs> I mean. no Completely agree, Ryan. I also think protect Furkan at all costs. Um, <laughs> got to throw some throw Furkan in, in there. there. Just got to get that in there. I don't know. It's <laughs> tough because, can't. like,
1: I think that Aaron Gordon – with Jokic is really good and his athleticism ability to cut Jokic's ability to find him. I think they work well together. I don't really know. Like, I think Tobias is kind of just Tobias and I don't think he's a super great fit with Embiid, but I don't think it's a horrible fit either. I think he's just kind of like, he's a solid player, good player, obviously for the value of that contract. It's not, what you want but i mean it's hard for me to judge because like i might even have to go back and it's kind of unfair to aaron gordon to penalize him for being on a team that fits him but like i might have to peek at a little bit of orlando aaron gordon before really making this that decision a, but this is not an aaron gordon tobias harris uh that. discussion this is a exactly. Jokic mp discussion it appears we're just or just not Jokic. I guess. I don't know.
2: That that had some shut the hell up energy, so I'm surprised it, it did. Was For not reference,
1: shut the, hell up. the according to VegasInsider.com, I'm sure odds differ depending on where you get them. This was the first Google that came up. Embiid is the fourth favorite, but it's plus twelve hundred. Jokic is plus six fifty, so it's almost Jokic's is third behind Steph and Giannis. So it's almost seemingly. There's a big gap no, between be, between Jokic and Embiid in terms of the betting favorite.
0: I gotta place a better two real quick.
1: <laughs> well, I'm gonna push back on the the uh potato boy. Serbian potato. The Serbian potato. I I love your passion, I love your fire. You're disrespecting him too much by putting Russell Westbrook. You know, right next to his name. <laughs> because the man, as as long as his career has been in the league, which it's been since 16, 17, it's been a pretty efficient player. By the time he became an All-Star in 2018-19, the efficiency is generally very, very good. Now, the main thing I want to push back on is some of your argument that he does not elevate that team as much as others, and like you had said, you know there are some injuries. I do think that the Nuggets are a little more ravaged by injuries than the Sixers are, with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter being out. Um, I think that yes, Ben Simmons is not on there. Although Joel's numbers tend to be way better when Ben Simmons isn't on the floor compared to when shut <laughs> Ben, up, ben, shut, shut ben up, Simmons. Stop! 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 Get out of my head! <laughs> Um, no, you are correct in that um, plus minus isn't necessarily a great indicator. Points per possession, also a little flimsy in that because, I mean, they're they're counting pretty similar things. The Nuggets are 11.5 points better on offense per 100 possessions when he's on the floor than when he's off, which, if you do compare that, the man, the MVP'd, Sixers are five points better offensively per 100 possessions when Embiid is on the floor versus when he is off. I don't know exactly the defensive ones because that would require That's what I was about to
0: ask because (laughs) someone named Jokic isn't really known for his defense. I'll bring it up. This is
1: going to take me a minute. I was going slow. I was talking slowly through that segment because the internet isn't being super fast at this moment in time. So if you could give me one second. To bring this up. Let's see what the difference is. Embiid. The 76ers so far this year are three points better. Well, their defensive rating is three points better when Embiid is on the floor compared to when he's off. Where Denver, drumroll please, is nine points better when Jokic is on the floor. Versus when he is off. Now, you know, again, I don't think anybody is arguing that uh, Jokic is a better defender than Joel Embiid. He's not that bad, but he's definitely not a better defender than Embiid is. Nonetheless, that is one statistic, certainly, but I think it illustrates the point of how much is on Jokic for pulling what I think would be a pretty, pretty dead roster. And I know... The 76ers roster isn't exactly shining. I do believe that if Embiid continues his hot play, however, then I think we really, 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 really need to start talking about his MVP candidacy this year because if I started from when the season started until now, I like some other options. If I started a month ago until now, then I think there's a pretty clear Choice that Embiid has played extremely well has been absolutely fantastic over the last month. So yes, if he keeps this up, then I think those odds that were seemingly quite low for Joel Embiid there uh, will definitely definitely start to skyrocket here. So I need to I need to put in a little bit of good word for a little bit of you know point counterpoint for my boy Nikola Jokic who. I don't think he's having as good of a season as he did last year. It's kind of irrelevant if you're just arguing for MVP. But nonetheless, Embiid, I do think that when they start to sh- put the graphic up on like TNT games and ESPN games, I do think he's he should should probably start to be in there. Start to be? Wow,
0: in the hunt. What an honor he's for him. He's in the MVP. hunt. He's getting.
1: He's getting, you know, he needs to be shouted out you know, we need we need to put his name in because, you know, God forbid we don't talk about people who are going to just lose the award. He's going to lose the award anyway, but, you know, we'll mention his name.
0: Jesus. I cannot believe that he isn't being considered more and that it seems like the stats nerds on Twitter are just handing it to Jokic. It would be a travesty. For <laughs> I don't
1: think so. I don't think they're MVP, handing it to Jokic. An MVP <laughs> to
0: be... I don't even know. Or we have, hey,
1: hey, hey. Well it did happen with Russ. Ex- and what did I call Jokic? I called him the new Russ. This is right, what I'm they saying. They were they were healthy though. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that to fire you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did Mission that. You poked the fucking
2: bear. He's fucking. He's out and about again, prowling. He's hibernating there for a second, dormant. Now he's out. And And he's he's ready. ready.
0: Just
1: wait. (laughs) Oh, God. Traditional traditional stats. Embiid, no. Embiid, 28 points. Jokic, 25. They are similar enough in field goal attempts per game. Jokic, 56%. Embiid, 49%. Jokic, four threes a game. Embiid, three threes a game. Embiid, 37.5. Jokic, 35.9. What?
0: Minutes? Minutes?
1: No.
2: Percentage. Percentage, three-point
1: percentage. Oh, sorry. Free throw attempts: Embiid ten point eight, Jokic five point one, and free throw percentage: Embiid eighty one, Jokic seventy eight. So oh my god, it's clear cut. Massive, massive margin in the free throw department. Uh, Rebounds, I, I mean, I guess they're centers. I usually don't really give a fuck about rebounds. Jokic, 13.9. Embiid, 10 assists. Jokic, 7.4. Embiid, 4.2 turnovers. Jokic, 3.6. Embiid, 2.9 steals. Jokic, 1.3. Embiid, 1.1 blocks. Jokic, 0.8. Embiid, 1.4. Personal fouls, both tied at two and a half a game. So, there we go. I'm sure our audience was absolutely riveted, but we have some baseline
0: well and listen the free throws attempts being higher for Embiid I think is part of what the defensive coverage often is around Embiid he often gets sees that post double he's often getting really physical play right in down in the paint whereas Jokic can stay on the perimeter more because of that outside shooting and because he is a good passer teams are probably more afraid to double team him um. So, because he can probably find find the open hole, he finds Aaron Gordon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's cutting Aaron Gordon. Finds so, Aaron Gordon. Um, that's why. Whereas it's you know that has percentage. been, yep. Yeah, that that. But that's been Embiid's struggle. But he's found a little bit of a cure for how to uh, handle that post double. Whether it's finding the open three point shooter or just finding a way to get through it all. And I love that power. And I don't know. He passes the eye test for me. That's all I got for you. MVP'd. Let's go.
1: When is they need a they need a nice national TV game? Embiid puts up some numbers. They haven't had one in a while. That's honestly sometimes sadly important.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I'm gonna look up their schedule now. Let's see when that game could be. Oh, yeah, they got some national TV games coming up. Oh, ESPN, Monday, March 14th. Hey, Monday, March 14th, towards the end of the season Wow. versus Denver ESPN. Let's get it. it. Let's get it. Whoever wins that is winning MVP. Whoever wins that game from a matchup perspective between Jokic and Embiid, I want to see it. Jokic tends to dodge Embiid. I don't know what that's about. Could be saying something. I don't know.
1: Could be saying something.
2: All right. Well, we got in our MVP talk. And that was great. Thank you, Ryan. Jack, screw you for getting behind the Serbian potato. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's okay. We need that on this podcast. We need some, you know, devil's advocate, one might say. You know, you're that one kid in class that raises his hand and says, I don't want to be devil's advocate here, but... That's you. That's you right now. JoJo, clear MVP. But we mentioned RJ was feeling a little heated. So <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time to talk some football. Oh, and man, what a weekend it was. Wild card weekend. Woo! Well, the Eagles lost. Um, it wasn't they got destroyed. Even that wild. They got There's they got dismantled. They got dismantled by the Buccaneers. Yeah.
1: It was generally a poor weekend.
2: I, I had fun watching the football games. So, uh, screw you guys.
1: Am I right? Well, I mean, now to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> continue
2: well let's start off with Sunday's game and that was the Eagles versus the Buccaneers RJ was home for this so I got to watch our final Eagles game of the season with him and man who did they get blown the fuck out (laughs) we sort of knew this was going to come I mean, RJ's been saying it all season that, you know, he's he's been putting it out there what Jalen Hurts really is and what he really is isn't an NFL quarterback that can lead their team to the Super Bowl. So the rest of the world, they seem to not be catching on and they seem to be pointing that finger at Jalen Rager, which true, Jalen Rager, especially for being a first-round pick, has not produced the way you'd think he produced, especially being picked before Justin Jefferson which I'm reminded of every time I see that man on the field see him on my fantasy football app but yeah Rager did not have a great game but you know I don't think Jalen Hurts had a great game either and it shows what can happen to Hurts when you take away his rushing ability and you just really dial up especially a Buccaneers defense that is experienced they've been to the playoffs they played the Eagles earlier this season which they almost gave up that W-2, the Eagles sort of came back at the end. But man, oh man, Hurts was not great. But the Eagles fans, who they are relentless against Rager. Ryan, let me hear your thoughts on this.
0: I just, it really bums me out being a part of the Eagles fan base because these people are so irrational with everything that... Definitely not do. you.
2: Not irrational.
0: Listen, I can be irrational too, but I... If I'm calling out Eagles fans for being irrational, then I think that speaks for how irrational they are. I had shit all up in my feed about how the Eagles, because they made the Super made the playoffs as a seventh seed. All these arguments about how they're going to not only whoop on the Buccaneers, but also make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, to watch that team all season and think that's a Super Bowl caliber team is laughable to me. And Like Pat alluded to, the criticism of Rager for that loss, I think, speaks to just how clueless and out of reality these Eagles fans are. Yes, Rager had a crap game. He has not had a great career. He muffed a punt in the third quarter after the game is 17-0. You want to blame Rager for getting us there? How about blame the defense for not doing anything against Tom Brady? No, how about blame the
2: offense for not even scoring a point in the first half?
0: Listen, I'm going to get to them in a second. But our defense was Swiss freaking cheese. This Buccaneers offense, I mean, they had mainly a healthy line, except their star right tackle goes out in the first drive. Doesn't really come back in the game. They also lost their guard didn't really matter we sacked tom brady a few times but in meaningless downs and their receiving core and running back core is completely destroyed there was only mike evans out there really and yet nothing nope just up and down the field tom brady went because he's the goat and he was sick of being reminded of the super bowl loss to the eagles true but then you have the defensive woes Then you have the offense doing absolutely nothing all game. And if you want to talk about getting upset about the Rager muff because it could have given us a chance, you want to talk about losing the game for us? At the end of the half, Jalen Hurts has Devonta Smith open on a double move, and he takes too long to find him and throws a pick, touchback, end of the half. That was a chance to beat, make it a 17-7 game right there, a 10-point game going into the half where you get the ball back after halftime. Totally different game if you make that play. And instead, what does he do? He throws a pick because he cannot make big pa- passing plays downfield when it matters most. He can run. He can lead this team. But he is not. If, he is so deficient as a quarterback. I cannot believe we're running with him into 2022. But here we are. It,
2: his vision inside the red zone is also lacking, and I think that's one of the reasons why he missed Avant on that. I've seen him plenty of times miss Goddard on a corner route or something, someone wide open in the corner of the end zone. He just misses. He just doesn't have that read, or he's too late to the play, like you said. So pretty uh, embarrassing loss in front of everyone in the nation. They saw it. But their hate, for some reason, is pointed at Rager, which, I mean... Don't get me wrong. This guy has no style at all. I follow him on Instagram, and all his pregame fits are just atrocious. Not good. Like, no style. But he is fast. He does drop the ball sometimes. Definitely not a first-rounder. That's on you, Howie. Ryan, we both didn't expect the Eagles to win, so this wasn't really a shock to us. We didn't really feel fired up going into the match. In fact, I was a little late match <laughs> sound like i'm talking uh, some other football right now huh? isn't that right jack huh
1: yes i don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was a little late getting to the match the football game uh just because i had a late night because shout out to Grunt lee aka grant lee Are we done with the birthday. show we're already doing no 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 i was just i'm giving grant a pre-shout out um but yeah yeah
1: That can still get you pregnant
2: um, okay, we're <laughs> going to talk about the uh, 49ers and Cowboys now. And, be careful. Um, <laughs> the game following the Eagles blowout was an even better outcome, especially for us Bird bird fans, and definitely not a 49ers fan, but the Cowboys ended up blowing that loss. After all season long, we heard that they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, yada, yada, Nope. nip. Out in the first round, how does it feel? Jack, must be feeling pretty good for you right now as a 49er fan.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> that was just an absolutely wild game. I was I was more just like, please, God, don't like blow it like they were going to, like the 49ers were slowly going to.
2: Definitely had a chance to blow it.
1: Oh, man. Did they? They were saved. They actually were saved from blowing it jimmy g's incompetence they were there because he was gonna blow it with his incompetence but he saved them when he threw such a bad easy pass to kittle out in the flat which had hit the ground before it got to kittle it was a really bang bang play live in the game they called it a catch kittle picks it up runs he actually fumbles it it's another turnover but then they look at the review and it's actually just a absolute short-armed ball from Jimmy G that bounces into (laughs) Kittle's hands that entirely. And so the 49ers keep the ball, keep the drive. I don't remember precisely when that was, but it was, it was after the God awful interception when he just sailed it over the head of a, I don't know, probably Trent Sherfield or somebody dumb. Um, and I mean, he was good in the first half, which is why they looked like they were going to run away. Awful in the second half, which is why the Cowboys had a chance. But you're right. I mean, they Cowboyed it so hard. They Cowboyed that shit so I mean, hard. I my God. It was miraculous. I was laughing. Yes. In Dallas. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. Just to, all the shots of all the sad Dallas people was quite funny. I've enjoyed... It's also, like, anything that happens to Dallas, good, bad, like, because of the media attention, because of the fan attention, like, it's blown out of proportion. So when it's bad, it's hilarious, right? When it's hilarious, it's the funniest thing ever because everybody just has to talk about it. Everybody, I mean, we're talking about it now, for Christ's sake. Like... It just can't go away. And I know Mike McCarthy had a press conference today saying it was, like, the right call that QB draw, 14 <laughs> seconds left.
2: He said he said that after the game, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that you don't want to admit you were wrong, but, like, there's got to be, like, some coach-speaky way to say, like, yeah, all right, clearly we shouldn't have done that. Like... <laughs> clearly that was not the right decision even if you get the ball off with one second like or you have one second left for one play i mean i don't know it seems hindsight they might have people have been like oh yeah that was a great call but ah, it wasn't it wasn't point is that was a hilarious game it was a terribly great game sometimes those are just the absolute best games really saved a Pretty slow and dry, you know, quote unquote, super wild card weekend. And my God. Wild I mean, card, baby! Dallas. <laughs> Great reference. The Cowboys
0: are just the gift that keeps on giving, yes. you know, as annoying as their fan base can be. And as much as I hate their success in the regular season, I can always count on them completely flopping when it matters most. Like you said, Jack, the shots to the fans, just the woman that's crying with four minutes left. They're still in the game. They're still in the game. And she's crying because she knows what's going to happen. I'm not even saying she's wrong. She was absolutely right for crying at that point. They came out looking so sluggish like they didn't even want to get up for that game. I, I got a shout-out since we're doing premature shout-outs. He does hilarious videos on Twitter. His name's Brendan Clinton. He, he pretends like he's a coach in the film room just berating his players after games, and he uses real uh, highlight footage, and he was showing some of the clips of the Cowboys just getting their asses handed to him and then just crying about it later, and nothing is more personifying of that than Dak getting pushed aside by the referee and then whining about that as well and and supporting hey, the fans for throwing trash at the officials he apologized like two or three days after some real apology He got there Dacker it was <laughs> phenomenal I was so happy I had a very good feeling that this was going to happen especially because you know what I think the 49ers are Super Bowl contenders as much as Jack is anti Jimmy G he has led you there before. You got the same style of team that could lead you there again. I don't know the extent of Fred Warner's injury. Regardless, Bosa and Bosa. Well, yeah. he's in concussion protocol, so I'm sure they'll find a way to gonna clear say, him out of <laughs> that immediately. That
1: man probably couldn't count to three, anyways. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. His, his baseline is it's not going to change.
0: <laughs> the only good thing i could say about the eagles season this year is that we made it exactly as far as the cowboys and, and that right that
1: is a yep. success right there and we get a better draft pick and you get a better draft pick, Three. and your fans didn't throw trash at the refs which is Both. the ultimate the if ultimate you had told me ability. nfc east team that was whose fans was gonna throw trash at the refs i mean Equals yes. minus five hundred favorites. No Not worries.
2: only did they throw it at the refs, they threw it at their own players. DeMarcus Lawrence had <laughs> DeMarcus to like throw his like do. He did a right. Captain American type of block with a piece of plastic. Like it just ricocheted off. Like it was straight. It was heading straight for him. So right, which I was mean, the only time shit. Was am I the right? Only
1: time on Sunday I saw DeMarcus Lawrence. Oh, yeah. that's
2: RJ,
0: true too.
2: RJ, real true. quick before we get into a certain wide receiver. Devonta Smith thoughts right here, right now, after one season for the Philadelphia Eagles, Devonta Smith thoughts. Let's go.
0: Um, You know, I guess I was very down on him Yeah. and I think my criticism about him was too centered on wanting him to be something that he's not. And Jamar that's Chase. an alpha receiver, <laughs> uh, X prototype, you know, do it all X like Jamar Chase He's more of a slot flanker kind of guy. Devonta Smith is, you know, a shifty dude with good route running prowess, but not the guy that you can go to in any given situation. And you know what? He did very well in that role, and he definitely had a successful rookie season. There's no doubt about that. I don't have his stats offhand, but he started to come around in the second half of the season too. You know, as much as I don't like Hurts, if if we're going to have a receiver he's throwing to it might as well be a devonta smith who he might have some connection with from their bama days um i'm 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 happy to have devonta smith on the team my whole disdain for the draft pick was the slot that we're selecting him at because of the other value positions that were there compared to the kind of role that he plays as a receiver but no, now, now that he's on what the team. What would you team, want? Like, you, you
2: want Najee? You want Najee?
0: No, I I believe I wanted God. one of the cornerbacks. I actually think I wanted Caleb Farley there, which he definitely was way injured the whole season. I don't know what the extent is. his career might be over. Who knows? So Jeez. I was wrong about that. I don't have access to the medical records, but what I wanted was a more impact position than the role that Devonta Smith would play as a wide receiver. But again, I think he proved me wrong to an extent and I'm all root for him moving forward. He should keep that nice. elbow brace on too, because uh, it's sick. He, he started playing better with it. Makes him look bigger. But, I mean, he, he screwed up this season too. He had some key drops. He, he just didn't show up in certain games. So I don't know. He, he's, He's an above average wide receiver who I'd rather have as my wide receiver two than my wide receiver one.
2: Wow. Okay. I think that's a completely fair assessment. Where do you think the Eagles go with these draft picks? Actually, we don't have to talk anymore. Eagles. No more Eagles.
1: We got plenty well, of time. Wide receiver. Yeah.
2: Wide receiver. <laughs> I Honestly, I think we should. I think oh. We should. Got three of them. Well, let's bring up another wide receiver who was a part of wild card weekend. That's Deontay Johnson. Ryan doesn't really like Deontay. I'm more higher on Deontay, but we got a little DD this episode. A little Deontay drops for you. This is all Ryan. I have, I don't know what he's about to say, but let's hear. It.
0: I just think it's funny. I really do. Um, there's a bunch. I again, I'm might be too ingrained in this statistics and analytics driven community centered on football analysis on Twitter, but I see this crap all the time where they say that drops by receivers don't matter. And what their argument is, is that wide receiver drops aren't what they call sticky, which means that year to year, they don't tend to correlate with anything. Meaning a guy who has a lot of drops one year doesn't always, that doesn't indicate anything predictive moving forward, which is fair and you can run all the stats you want. And I really don't give a shit because why drops matter is because you're a wide receiver who's supposed to catch the ball. And I don't care if the fact that you drop the last pass doesn't mean you're more likely to drop the next one. If you drop the ball, you drop the ball. And I don't think there's anyone who drops the ball more than Deontay Johnson, given his target volume. And to be honest, it is hilarious to me that we don't think this matters. When the Steelers are having key plays, they're looking to this guy on those key plays. And he just can't squeeze the pigskin. What are you supposed to do if you can't catch the ball a certain percentage of the time? And, you know, people throw all these stats about, oh, he didn't have any drops this year. I don't know what these people chart because I saw him (laughs) drop several balls in the end zone where wide receivers, a quality wide receiver can come down with it. And so, yeah, maybe they charted (laughs) it as a bad pass by Ben Roethlisberger. Make a play. I don't think I've seen <laughs> yes. a more overrated player than Deontay Johnson. People oh, think just because the Steelers have historically drafted well at wide receiver and developed them well, they compare Deontay Johnson to an Antonio Brown. I couldn't see something further from the truth. Deontay Johnson, I would rather have Devonta Smith than De- Deontay Johnson. I'm going to be honest. I, I, just, I probably wouldn't, but... He's... He's an okay route runner. I don't think it's exceptional. He doesn't have size, and he can't squeeze it. I don't know what <laughs> is to like about this guy.
2: Who would you rather have as your two, Deontay or Devonta? Not as your one, but said, as your
0: two. I just said Devonta,
2: but I mean that's as your two. Maybe, yep, maybe, Devonta. maybe. Okay. No,
1: I mean if you'd want him over your one, you'd want him over your two. No. I thought that was enough. <laughs> Uh, that was not another innuendo. That was not another innuendo. I, I, that was not a joke. You had a smirk on your face. That was not a joke. That might just be a perma smirk from this entire Perman. episode.
2: Uh, this episode has been
1: the best episode yet. Oh my god. <laughs> it's been the dumbest it has one. Been- <laughs> we lowered oh our standards?
2: <laughs> we... yeah. Now, been doing a lot ben, of, I don't know what well, you've well. been great. Anyway, I, I do I mean, Ryan, you went to transition into our new segment. Cue the sound bit. There's gonna be sound bit. I'm gonna make a sound bit. So which I gotta find gonna...
0: this Instagram post. I just have to find it for you guys. Well, okay, but here's something though. I don't I think part of the I think the part of the shut the hell up segment. Is that you don't know that it's going to happen until I say shut the hell
1: up? Mm, okay, and then but then Pat can but put then in this Pat account. yeah 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 exactly. yeah 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 I'll but don't it you in. were leading
0: into it just there. <sighs> just I mean, I I'm berating this analytics-driven community a lot, and I will continue to do so. Okay, oh because good, they're nerds. Some of these Whoa. nerds who never put their hand in the dirt Whoa. don't understand. <laughs> What the it hell sound like, it sound You sound talk. like
1: Mark Schleier <laughs> What are air yards? What the hell is an air yard?
0: That was amazing. You can't have an air yard if your
1: hand's in the dirt. <laughs> I love no. every part of that. This love
0: Mark Schlairth's analysis. Alright, sorry to but cut no, you. Around. I I get so angry and triggered by some of this nerd analysis and Trigger nothing. Warning? And I could not find a more apt occasion of getting triggered than when I was stumbling through my Instagram feed. And I came across this ESPN post documenting Aaron Schatz's list of best wide receiver seasons in the past 40 years. And here's a spoiler alert. The best wide receiver season I've ever seen was when Randy Moss shattered the touchdown record on his team's way to a perfect regular season with the Patriots in 2007. Guess where Aaron Schatz has that in his list of best wide receiver seasons. It's not on there. Number six. Oh. Number six. You know who's number one, Jack? Justin Jefferson? Well. You know who's number one? The it? season we just saw from Cooper Cup. Uh, that apparently is the best season any wide receiver has had in the past 40 years. You just watched it, Jack. Did you even realize it, Jack?
1: No. Did you even realize yeah. it?
0: No. Yeah. Do you know why? Jack because when you add an extra game of course records are going to be broken all right and just because a slot receiver who's built a bit bigger and can take a higher volume of targets who knows a system like Sean McVay's just because he gets a lot of catches from his new quarterback Matthew Stafford does not mean he has the best wide receiver season of all time I mean for crying out loud he didn't even rank Calvin Johnson's Record breaking season where he almost crested 2,000 yards. That was not even in the top seven. What is this list? I want, when I think of wide receiver seasons, I want physical dominance. I want superb route running. I don't want schematic breakdowns by Cooper Cup. All right. I don't care that he compiled that shit on a way to a fucking fourth seed whatever they were I want winning football because of the wide receivers I want game-breaking plays give me that and Aaron Schatz I got something for you in this list shut the hell up Shut. The. Hell. Up. In the goddamn face. Shut the hell up.
2: Did you not hear me the first time? Shut. The. Hell. Up. Sir, uh, could I trouble you for a glass of
1: warm milk? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of- Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up! Shut the hell up! Shut the hell up, bitch. Come on, come
0: on. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. I love
2: the smell of night, come in
1: the morning. Well, are you going to do it? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Well, in that case, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Shut up!
0: Shut the hell up! There's still on the property. Please, Mark. Please stay inside. Keep him alive. We'll try. Markle! Alive! Shut the hell up, I don't want to see this ever again. I don't even care what his argument is. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know why he would even put this list together and how he curated it in this way. I don't want to hear it because of who he has at number one, Cooper freaking cup. You kidding me?
1: I want to jump in and say, first of all, Ryan clearly has a type and it is tall and big wide receivers, (laughs) physical dominating wide receivers. Second of all, You're totally discounting the fact. Definitely
2: not Odell. Then
1: he's pretty tall. He's skinny, but pretty tall.
2: The joke did not
1: land. I don't accept jokes from anybody else. But you know, just trying to be devil's advocate over here. My point is, (laughs) my second point is is that you're entirely glossing over the fact that Cooper Cup doesn't have Jamal Murray or Michael Porter. (laughs) what about aaron gordon no aaron gordon fits
2: that's good that's good yeah
0: robert woods is like aaron gordon <laughs> <laughs> no actually probably better than aaron gordon but yeah no i mean listen he had a great season but because he's white no it's because <laughs> what is he doing like oh. they're great, they're oh. great play White, calls. White wide receivers. It's a great offensive system. He has Just a mind kidding. meld with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. Great but you know what you know what that's why Aaron Schatz ranked him number one is because Aaron Schatz thinks that if he's just smart enough he can play football really good versus being like Randy Moss (laughs) Michael Irvin or Calvin Johnson he doesn't want those guys to succeed because he's not big tall and athletic and he can't appreciate that stuff because (laughs) it doesn't show up in the numbers it doesn't show up in the numbers that Tom Brady can just throw a ball 50 yards down the field into triple coverage and he knows he's going to get a touchdown for it. Let's see Cooper Cup do that. Give me a break. Give me a break. What about
2: about Jamar Chase?
0: I mean, great season. I don't know (laughs) if it's top 20. It was a good season. Really good.
1: I will, for real, add on to this my own shut the hell up. Specifically toward this went a little bit under the radar in NFL news. Specifically toward Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson. No oh. I mean, god damn it, shut the hell up. Oh. Shut
2: up! Shut up! Shut up!
0: Shut the hell up! In the goddamn face. Shut the hell up
2: not hear me the first time shut the hell up Sir um could I trouble you for a glass of
1: warm milk it helps put me asleep you could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up shut the hell up shut the hell up shut the hell up bitch Come come on I want you to do it I want you to do it shut
0: the hell up Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up.
2: I love the smell of napalm in the morning.
1: Well, are you going to do it? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Well, in that case, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Shut up.
0: Shut the hell up. up. There's on the property. Please, Please stay
1: inside. it's just once again once again a report that he is not asking for a trade (laughs) but if other teams are interested he'd be willing i mean god almighty russ you can't call yourself mr unlimited and act like that because that's that's a that's a man that's a limited man right an unlimited man <gasps> would not care and he would ask for the trade right i mean you know there's a there's a lot of things i don't particularly respect about uh aaron rogers's behavior however I do actually respect the fact that in the summer, he was like, yeah, I'd like to get the hell out of here. And here are the reasons, X, Y, Z, like, I'd like to get the hell out of here. Right? That actually seems, if you want to actually get out, the way to do it. The way I would respect it to do it. But Mr., you know, I don't know. Mr. (laughs) I, I want to be famous, but I'm also actually a psychopath. And Whoa. I have very few human emotions, and I'm going to pretend to be warming up and rehabbing 110% with my fingers. So I'm going to pretend to be in the huddle pregame, oh, great. even though that's useless. And I love Seattle. I love New York, too. If New York is down, <laughs> I'm down, but I love Seattle
0: i love this russell wilson hey i think actually i'm not sure we'd have to check the archives i think russell wilson's received two shut the hell ups now oh, might be good. all-time leader in the clubhouse right there is that you yeah i think i gave him uh uh shut the hell up as well because he he pisses me off too good. you know and i'll get to your bias in a second but i do uh-huh. love russell because yeah he's a complete clown show i remember last season how we were talking about He and DK potentially being the best wide receiver quarterback combination of all time. And that certainly has not panned out that way. And now he wants out again. Um, But yeah, going back to you, Jack, you know, I could be flamboyantly irrational with some of my sports takes. But I like these just little hidden digs that you tend to take at your division rivals or close rivals to your favorite teams. We've seen you do that when discussing Damian Lillard and the Blazers before, and now we're hearing it too with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, both rivals of your Golden State Warriors and 49ers. I'm
1: tickled that you think that the it's been a rivalry between the Blazers and the Warriors, just because they've met a lot in the playoffs does not mean that one side. Uh, there you is go particularly again. There's some
0: clear disdain right there. Is particularly I can't believe you're wearing
1: red. I mean, I don't even think – like, I don't even think about them. <laughs> like that Mad
0: Men meme
1: yeah. or whatever it's called? Yeah. Um, Is that what the – I don't know. On? I don't – you know, I don't even – you know, I don't even think about them. They don't even cross my mind. Um, that's how much I – they're just irrelevant. Uh, yeah, no, totally biased against Russell Wilson, but he does suck. And uh, Mr. Unlimited, you know, pretty limited throwing to the middle of the field – Um so, you know, Whoa. I don't know. You tell me.
0: Jimmy G loves throwing in the middle of the field.
1: Biased and correct. <laughs> a double whammy. Yep.
2: A DW. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Well, yeah. those, are some, those are some great shut the hell ups. It's been a while since we had a shut the hell up on here. That is a no country for big men staple. A staple. True. Wow. Woo-wee. Well. That was a lot. I, that was a lot. That <laughs> was a lot.
1: That is for sure.
0: I don't think Jack's ever going to look the same at me again.
1: <laughs> You're this now was... a division rival.
2: <laughs> well, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the show. And that's the shout-outs. Um... Jojo Rabbit, I think you went first last time. Am I correct?
1: I don't know, but, but I I, I, I have one for all right. real.
2: Yeah, let's hear They'll it. All let's take hear it. it. W, W.
1: Shout out to, I don't know your name, but you Whoa. were <laughs> tall and very nice. And this man at PDX. I was flying back to Minneapolis, my flight was at about noon, and I woke up, realized I had some things I needed to get done beforehand, pack, XYZ, so, nonetheless, you know, sometimes you forget to eat. Anyways, I'm rolling into PDX, go through security, I realize, oh my god, I haven't eaten. go to this little cafe, get this little breakfast burrito thing. But the guy in front of me has a, has a meal voucher. And you know, sure enough, he has to use it all at once in one meal. Now, no, he didn't cover my meal, but he did. He was just grabbing chips, adding things, but he's like, I don't really want all this. So he turns to me, he's like, Do you? what do you want? <laughs> and I took a jumbo like a Costco jumbo sized blueberry muffin and um and I was like thank you thank you very much so shout out to that guy pd yeah. shout out muffin man muffin shout out man. muffin shout out the muffin man <laughs> that's I brilliant got RJ, yeah a, a free jumbo blueberry muffin it was very good it was very necessary because the for the berry they gave me was a little skimpy um so it was extremely necessary to hold me over until I landed and then could eat, so I mean, you were vital, mr muffin man, Thank muffin you. It's, man. it's the little it's the little heroes that you know that's a big hero heroes yeah, true it could be could, could have been a massive hero <laughs> muffin man,
0: love it, muffin man, and airport food is the worst, Yes. although airport bars the Best,
2: PDX PDX Airport though best airport in the nation.
1: Oh.
0: Congratulations.
2: I mean, it is it's just facts, bro.
1: It's like being the cleanest porta potty or something. It's like cool. Oh. Still don't want to hey, be there.
2: Don't don't hate on clean porta potties. We all love a clean porta potty. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I you guess.
2: appreciate one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. When you go to a porta potty, you know anything is possible in there. There could be anything.
1: In yeah, that's that true. It potty. is a bit of a gamble. It is. quite So when gamble. you walk
2: in and the porta potty is clean and well kept, you are thankful, and that porta potty deserves a shout out. Shout out! I don't out know what movie I was
1: watching when I was a kid, but I watched this movie where I think they were in Florida and this guy. Went into this porta potty and there was an alligator in the liquid of the porta potty and it came out and tried to bite him and I think about that almost every time I go to Mm. use a porta potty.
2: A shit gator. Yeah. Or in Jackass where Steve-O's in the porta potty and they have him on the uh, little bungee cord thing and they oh (laughs) they did that to Britney
1: Spears didn't they?
2: Oh God. I think she's already been through enough.
1: That was like a while. The new Jackass is coming out in a few it weeks or months. It is
2: Jackass forever.
1: Yeah, hopefully that'll be good. I pouring mean, pouring always... honey
0: on a in front of a bear, pouring honey and sand. They're and never
1: the bad. Guys. Also, my idea that I put in the uh, Twitter chat of uh, people not wanting to watch the Oscars, so you know they're trying to figure out how to get ratings. Just do celebrity Jackass. Yeah, there we go.
2: You, you you got great ideas. You had the one for uh, hard knocks for the NBA. You have celebrity jackass. Come Should on, be Jack? a
1: producer. God damn it. I mean, fuck he yeah. had
0: position players kicking off.
1: Yeah, fucking a.
2: That was pretty bad, but okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. You just you're just you guys are, you know, you guys are just not with the times. You really need to get with the times.
2: <laughs> All right, RJ. Uh, Jojo
0: Rabbit, what do you got? All right. So I think I messed up last episode. I think I shouted out Liv. You and, did. And I that knew that I needed, to sh- <laughs> I, knew I needed to shout her out, but I forgot why. <laughs> and I also <laughs> forgot. Patrick, I'm sorry. I forgot when I was returning home for the No Country for Big Men Summit sans jacko. Um, this little gift that Liv gave to all of us. So shout out to Liv because she made No Country for Big Men stickers. Oh! Wow. Yeah. Let's My go! My Zoom is blurring it out right now. But, she definitely yeah. did
2: tell me about these, I think.
1: Fantastic.
2: That oh, is yeah. fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. So, Thank you, Liv.
0: So I will... um. Ship these over to both of you. Thank you. Yeah. Get, them, get it decked out on all
1: your gear. <laughs> I'm stoked. Right I'm putting will. that Every shit on my first. laptop.
2: I have not put a sticker on my laptop, but this will be the first sticker on the laptop.
1: I've got a few, but there will be one more now. Let's go. That's amazing.
0: They look great. Shout yeah, out, do. Liv. The very first merch.
1: That is. She beat me to it. Was not a mistake to shout her out. Thank you, Liv. Shout out to Liv. Yeah Yeah. Any more shout outs?
0: No, that's all I got. No, we
1: gotta win some battles. (sighs) All right.
2: Well, my shout out goes to well, I have a couple shout outs, hold on. First one will be to all of you fans that are still listening to us. That's right. We see you. We see the support. We hear ya. Thank you guys for listening, especially after this episode, which I think is the best epi, but also pretty sloppy epi that is for sure. But we love you nonetheless, and uh, hopefully you stick with us because we're gonna be big one day, don't you? <laughs> we will. <laughs> we're gonna. No, we will. I mean, come... yes, yes, we. We have podcast. to be.
0: <laughs> I mean, Please.
2: we keep it real. Pat hasn't let us out. We keep it real on here, and uh, we have fun. And although we might not bring everything to the table, we definitely bring something. Where so. else are you going to get pre cup <laughs> jokes? There you go. Yeah, we... Oh, God. Uh, second <laughs> shout-out goes to <laughs> my family. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mama Leapart, Papa Leapart, they hosted me. And Maurice. I brought Maurice with me to, um, to Bend, and we had a no country for big men reunion. We even had one of our guests there, Grunt Leeper, aka Grant. And um, I like how I start him out with his nickname instead of his real name. So it's a big old Leapart reunion. Shout out Chris. Shout out Connor Barrett. Shout out Finton. played some Catan. Yeah, shout fun. out. Uh great dudes. That was that was a great weekend. So yeah. Those are my shout outs. Shout out to you fans and shout out to you friends out there. Woo. What an episode. Best epi yet. So many names that this episode could be named. I'm going to have fun. I already know what it's going to be called though. So I'm not going to tell you yet.
1: That can get you. You have to wait.
2: Nope. Not that. Damn it. Um, Well, I think that's it for us tonight. That was a pretty long one. So you guys got plenty of con, uh, you guys got plenty of content till next uh, two weeks. So why are you laughing? Try
0: to drag out
1: some more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want this to end. No, he's I'm not trending. fucking ending. He has no physical ability left. I'll just fade yeah, out. Man, no, this I'll just fade mar- out my audio. I'm gonna fade
2: out my audio into the outro song, which is the intro song, which is a song made by Henry. Shout out Henry, you're one of my Jesus best friends. Christ. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Yes. Is... All right. Have a good luck. <laughs> 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 Joe ciao, Joe. <laughs> Joe, ciao, Joe, <MVP. laughs> 50. They, they let him get to 50 yeah he immediately came out after he breaks the ass for